This is Archive Atlanta, episode 186, John, Fat, Hardy, and Poisoned Moonshine. You're listening to Archive Atlanta, a history podcast where each week I'll be sharing a story about the people, places, and events that shape the history of the city of Atlanta. I'm your host, local tour guide, and total history nerd, Victoria Lemos. Hey everyone, happy Friday. All the way back in episode 15, I covered the story of Prohibition in Atlanta. And many people do not know that Georgia enacted Prohibition in 1907, becoming the first Southern state to do so. National Prohibition didn't come around until 1920. And so while it definitely tightened things up, the presence of Georgia moonshine would be too much for the federal government to get a handle on. Moonshine was corn whiskey, often called white lightning, and you could find it in almost every black Atlanta neighborhood, as well as white mill towns like Cabbage Town. There were a few stills within the city limits, but the majority of the moonshine consumed here was coming from North Georgia. We celebrate Repeal Day as December 5th, 1933, but legal alcohol did not come to Georgia until 1935, and Atlanta, it was really 1938. Even after the ability to legally drink, moonshine has always maintained its popularity, and that's because there's no limit. Essentially, you can make it as strong as you want since the distiller has control. In 1951, that would turn deadly. A white Gainesville bootlegger named John Fat Hardy supplied a large order to a black neighborhood for the weekend. What no one knew was that he cut corners and he used cheap ingredients, replacing ethanol with methanol. Within hours, Grady Hospital's emergency room was packed, 38 people died, almost all of them black, four were blinded, and many paralyzed. Over 400 people were affected in total. In the aftermath, there were songs and articles in Life magazine written about it. This week's mini-episode is about that tragedy and how it changed illegal liquor in the city. John Hardy was from Buford, Georgia, and first arrested in 1931 in a Gainesville liquor violation. He was sentenced to one year and one day in the penitentiary. In 1941, he had two charges in DeKalb, and by the following year, he was sentenced to two years in prison by the feds. I even found reference to a 1947 manslaughter case in DeKalb County that was somehow reversed. By 1948, he was in the federal penitentiary for liquor charges. Tipping the scales at 360 pounds, he was nicknamed Fat Hardy for most of his life. In October of 1951, he bought a 65-gallon shipment of moonshine to Atlanta, and he had a group of eight black men disperse it around People's Town. When patrons complained of being sick, the men gathered the remaining, I think it was 37 gallons, and they gave it back to Hardy. And Hardy pushed back. He's like, this stuff's fine. I'll drink it myself. Fine, fine. I'm just going to go sell it elsewhere. Within an hour of drinking, two black men and one black woman had died. Days in, 32 people were dead and 250 were sick. Reports of poisoned moonshine were coming in from neighboring states. There were two white men in Winder, Georgia that died. And the retired president of the licensed beverage industries says that authorities had been warning about this in the South. Uh, Apparently, the district superintendent of some alcohol unit in Kentucky or Tennessee, they had been sampling batches and found that many had been spiked with rubbing alcohol. He tells reporters that Atlanta's tragedy was a direct result of the high excise tax on on legal liquor. After obtaining a signed statement from the eight distributors, Fulton Solicitor General Paul Webb deemed that the manufacturer of this moonshine is guilty of murder and distributors are guilty of involuntary manslaughter. So police set out, the first thing they want to do is collect the remaining liquor. They seize 128 gallons, all different places. Like they found five gallons in an apartment on Holderness Street. Um, I think someone else had a whole bunch. And it's interesting, I mean, 
authorities were trying, but the Daily World, which was Atlanta's black newspaper at the time, did not feel that they were trying hard enough. So they actually sent out two sound trucks to drive through black communities, broadcasting messages from the vehicles, telling everyone to not drink moonshine, to stay away. A warrant is put out for the arrest of John Hardy under the charges of manslaughter, and then nine black men are arraigned for involuntary manslaughter. By this point, more than 260 people had been affected, and Hardy claims that he bought the batch from Rabin County, but he didn't know what was in it. Investigators discovered it was actually made on an abandoned farm in Gwinnett County, and they questioned the farmer, whose name was Luke Turner. And Turner says that he got $10, I don't know, it was a month, from Hardy for letting the liquor be stored there. Hardy said that after taking back the liquor from the local distributors, he sold it to a black man named Wash who lived behind Terminal Station. And then he tells police that he instructed Wash to pour it out, which does not make any sense. By October 29th, the death toll was up to 38, and the last remaining gallons of the poison batch were found on Hubbard Street. Local liquor store owners report a 10% increase in black people coming into shops. So some of these people had never been in a liquor store. And this was an interesting thing that I realized is that when people are either buying moonshine or making it, going to buy sealed liquor, they called it, was just something no one thought about. Also at the same time, Hardy, who had been in Piedmont Hospital with a broken arm, had been transferred to Grady and then finally to the Fulton Tower by mid-November. So the trial is set to begin, I think it starts in mid-December of 1951. The formal charge against Hardy was five counts of murder. Two black local nightclub operators who were found guilty of distributing the liquor, they were facing losing their liquor licenses. And this was the Ponciana, which was on Auburn Avenue, and Capps Tavern, which was on Fair Street. The state called 37 witnesses, including one of the dead man's neighbor, who is the one that took him to the emergency room. Doctors there said his blood was four-tenths of 1% methyl alcohol. And so, you know, officially determining that alcohol was a cause of death. Four Atlantans were blinded for life. The defense only calls Hardy to the stand, who admits to mixing the alcohol, but he swears he did not intentionally poison it and he did not know. The jury spent three hours and 10 minutes deliberating before sentencing Fat Hardy to life in prison, a mercy from the original penalty of death. Hardy's lawyers immediately appealed, but by September of 1952, that plea was unanimously denied. He was moved to the Tattnall State Prison in Reedsville. Because of his size, his heart condition, and his mending broken arm, authorities put him on very light prison duty one of the posts was standing in front of a washed-out bridge to warn motorists. But for some reason, they left him completely unsupervised, alone, out, like in the woods. So, not surprisingly, two days into his post, he just leaves. Um, I think the story is he hitches a ride with an off-duty police officer that didn't realize who he was, and he's hiding out in the North Georgia mountains for several weeks. The press is having a field day, prison officials are blaming each other, Almost everyone thinks that this is some kind of inside job that needs to be investigated. Hardy was recaptured on October 17th near Dawsonville, and he had lost almost 70 pounds while living out on the lam. He entered the federal penitentiary on October 28th. Over the course of the early 1960s, he tried several pardon requests and they were consistently denied. But finally, in 1967, he was freed 
the parole board feeling that he had paid his debt to society and that he did not mean to poison it. Just three years later, in April of 1970, John Hardy died at Grady Hospital. He had been living on Lucky Street. The story of the poisoned moonshine reverberated through the state, with authorities saying that busts on stills and moonshining arrests dropped by a third right after. But by 1955, we still had issues. Whiskey seized by agents in Atlanta were found to be laced with a cleaning compound, and I think four people died at that time. Georgia actually led the nation in still seizures. At least in 1950, there was almost 4,000 homemade stills found. Local blues artist Tommy Brown wrote a song called Fats Hardy Tardy about the incident. Um, Brown did not drink. So the story that he would tell later in life is that in 1951, he was in that club when the moonshine came in and he didn't drink. And then the next morning he heard of all the deaths. Gospel group Echoes of Zion also made a song called Atlanta's Tragic Monday related to the event. And then Life Magazine wrote an article called The Bad Bad Whiskey Blues. So there you have it, the story of John Fats Hardy and the poisonous moonshine tragedy of 1951. Thank you everyone for listening. Remember to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to the podcast. You can also visit the Patreon link in the show notes to support the podcast. I hope everyone has a great weekend and I'll talk to you next week.